ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Dishes and Dimes brought to you by BasketballNews.com. Um, I'm your host, Noor, and I'm joined today. Everyone, gather around. <laughs> Put your hands together. They're going to be so disappointed. <laughs> I need that. Do you know that music in the background? Like, no, 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 no. We have the one and only our future dishes and dimes lawyer, the best person. Noor. <laughs> Noor Zainab. Noor, Fuck you're literally Zainab. becoming a lawyer. Who's about to be licensed, okay, in like oh. four months. Anyway, we have Sidra here with us today. Sidra, my baby, how you doing? I'm good. I'm back. I took a little um, hiatus. Um, like One Direction did in 2015, except for I actually came back. Um, so I'm back, exams are over, and I'm free <laughs> for three weeks until I go back to crying. But hey, everyone, I really missed um, recording. Uh, and shout out to the girls for holding it down while I cried over textbooks. Shout out to Sidra for always just being there, always being the funniest person on the timeline. And <laughs> we've... <laughs> Shut, shut up, Sidra. And we've <laughs> honestly really missed her presence on the podcast just because, like, you'll see. Like, she's just the best person. She makes you so – it just makes you open up so easily. Whew. Okay. But anyway, get the – get the get, I don't know what, what to call it. Get the corny shit out the way. Yeah. Um, the best thing that happened recently <laughs> – and then we can't stop laughing about. We should have, we want to start this podcast with an evil laugh, like many of you suggested, but then we realized that we'll probably break our mics or yeah. like create some kind of evil ear inf- infection in your ears. So we're like, <laughs> we probably shouldn't do that. Uh, but the Clippers just played a mere three hours ago, two hours yeah, ago. Yeah, like two like hours ago. And I think they're probably crying right now. Mm-hmm. Um, with Paul George points. reading the circle. 51 points lost to the Mavericks. What was the score again? What's the final score? Oh. I, I don't remember. I just remember it was 51. I didn't watch it. I it was like 120, 70-something like that. Like, they lost by 50. Serge 124, Ibaka, was 73. Damn, Nora, you weren't far off. You I'm weren't far off at all. I'm not good not at math, at so nobody can expect me to do that. Anyways, a lawyer. I just want you guys to know that after the Clippers lost 51 points, something that hasn't been done since apparently the 1950s, Paul George <laughs> said it's not that big of a deal. Bitch! <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. What do you mean, Paul George? What do you mean it's not that big of a deal? He's like, that's on me. How many times can it be on you, Baldort? I'm so tired of the Clippers. The excuses you guys have. Every single day, there's an excuse. And there's an excuse for 51 points? It's not that big of a deal? Excuse me. It's a pretty big deal. And I can say that because uh, uh, my team, apparently, they're not great either. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're not going to talk about the fact that we're below 500 for the first time in a long time. Yeah. But. Listen. Okay. But, you know what? Yeah. You know what? This is a great transition to talking about the Raptors' first two games. Yes, we lost to the Pelicans. And yes, we lost to the Spurs. It's the first two freaking games. Who gives a shit? Like, 
How many of you have seen the Raptors go to hell and back? Like, I, we've all seen it. We, we've, we've seen this. Why are we freaking out? It's the first two games. If this is a transition year, if this is a growth year for a lot of young players, then so be it. Like, if you're a part of this team, you're a ride or die, you're going to watch this season. You're going to hate watching this season. <laughs> but you're also going to be like, you know what? This is a year where people grow. And people show if they're worth the money that we're paying them. This, I don't know. I'm not stressed about it. No, 100%. I think we just got used to that one championship. Yeah. And, like, we've just had the one championship. Yeah. So, you know, everyone who is uh, putting up those, I get it. Norm hasn't played well. But, like, Norm is still that kind of guy who, I, I feel like he just needs that one conversation from Nick Nurse to be like, Norm, either give me 15 points or give me, like, give me a con- consistent 20 yeah. points a game. And he's going to be like, I'll give you 30 points a game. Don't you worry. I think yeah. the whole fan base just needs to take a big Xanax, take a chill pill, take a hit, relax, lay yeah. back. There's a lot of Netflix. legal things in Canada you can do and have fun. Sidra will tell you she can't indulge in those in America when she's there half the year. But when she's back here, we know what to do to relax that Raptors pack. But this is nothing to worry about. Absolutely nothing. It is two games and it does suck to lose. But that just tells you that we're so accustomed to winning and accustomed to a great team. Um, And if they just require a couple extra games to get used to their groove and the new guys who are coming in, like we legit have a whole new center rotation. Yeah. Do you guys just expect them to be like, oh, great. Like, I know I can exactly read your mind. That's doesn't yeah. happen. It's the first two days. games. We've lost Serge. We've lost Mark. Like, relax. We're relying on Boucher over Aaron Baines. Like, take, yeah. give it a second. Relax. Easy. Take a breather. Do some meditation. Who said this? It was like Neo or something in one song. Like, I'm too fly to be depressed. <laughs> like, I'm too fly Probably. to be depressed. The Raptors are too fly to be depressed. You guys need to calm down. We're like, the most entertaining most fun team that we've had in so long just enjoy the ride take it easy and be happy about the fact that you have that core locked in you've got fred van vliet pascal siakam and og ananobi locked in for the next three to four years and that is huge like they're gonna be massive pieces no matter what happens down the line and as long as we have them we're gonna have a super fun team i don't know what's gonna happen like what do you think we're gonna look like um later on this season like do you give us and in in your in your educated lawyered opinion where do you see us in the playoffs this year sidra my lawyered opinion is i have to say allegedly before anything um my lawyer Agreed. opinion is that I can't have an opinion until everything's official. <laughs> That's my opinion. I, it's going to look different. Opinion. I don't know if Norm is, is still going to be a Raptor uh, come, I think, March 25th is, I think, the trade deadline, uh, which is also the day Zane left One Direction, but we'll <laughs> ignore that. <laughs> we'll ignore that. It doesn't bode well. A little fat. <laughs> um, I think we we might look a little different. Um, I don't know. The more the only thing I'm really concerned about is Masai being a part of the Raptors organization. Right now, I'm not really stressed about anything else. Really, you're stressed about that? I don't. I don't think. I don't know if I'm stressed. Um, I just don't trust men, and I know I should (laughs) trust Masai. Um, He still has a man part, so it's hard. Yeah. 
trust him. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just nervous because I don't want to lose him. That's the only thing. No, 100%. But I believe in Masai. I get that. But I I also think that I just don't, like, why is he going to leave the Prime Minister of Canada to go hang out with Joe Biden? (laughs) Like, it's not going to happen. Do not get me started on neoliberals. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Biden. (laughs) This is for a different political pod. (laughs) So we're going to have a spin-off podcast after this one with, with Sidra and I. Um, we, take yeah, I think, we, ta- <laughs> we take on politics. We take on politics by, uh, and also, forget about it. Actually, Brian, just take away that part. I'm sorry. I was rambling for a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if I was going to go with that one. Never mind. But um, yeah, so I think uh, I think we're... We're just so accustomed to winning that we don't understand that, like, this is this is what happens. We're literally only down two. It's not the end of the world. It does suck. Does it suck to lose? Yes. I'm not used to this feeling. I don't know what losing feels like anymore. After we lost to the Pelicans, I was like, like, the whole time I was like, fourth quarter Raptors, they'll come back. They'll turn it around. They can do what they can do. Yeah. Um, but I think there is something different to this team in the past couple of years, but that's just, that's just communicating. That's yeah. Um, how you build rapport that's how you build um just you know chemistry with each other and that that's, that takes a while and even Kyle said that Kyle's like we're not nowhere near where we want to be right now we're not nowhere near defensively where we want to be right now and he's angry that they're not there but because you can see that kind of effort on their part you know for a fact that they're going to come back and turn that around like it's 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 nothing to worry about if anything I'd be more worried if Harden went to like Philly or Brooklyn or something then I'm like okay well that's it yeah we're not going anywhere yeah so for all of the raptors fans and raptors twitter people that are listening just take it easy man go outside and smell the fresh um toasty or really cold snow it'll burn your lungs (laughs) Uh, but just relax it'll be fine it's the first two games if we need to freak out we'll freak out after March 25th, but for now, let's... And why are you freaking out? Are you watching the Clippers? Uh-huh. Kawhi sits, and they lose by 50. Kawhi used to sit with us, and he used to win against the Lakers. Yeah, 51. Like, 51. That one sorry, is important. 51. That one is important. <laughs> Can't forget any, any no. digits. I personally love seeing Patrick Beverly be upset. Was he pissed? Of course I- he was pissed. It brings joy to my heart. And knowing that, oh, I don't give it. Mm, I don't care. Patrick Beverly, you can be angry as much as you want. Sorry, Kelsey, if you're listening, because she loves him. But I can't stand that, man. And that's the one part about Kelsey where I got to, like, have her talk. I have to speak to someone in Kelsey's life to be like, what happened? <laughs> that she, she's in we love, love with you. Patrick Beverly. <laughs> we love you, Kelsey, but there's something happened to you yeah. that you Stand up for him the way that you do. But no, the Clippers pack is always going to go off. Steve Ballmer looks like a goddamn thumb, and I'm just glad that he's panicking. He looks like a hot dog. <laughs> Bro, hot dog missed, missed with a, like a cut hot dog, you know? Like, he just lost his head or something. He doesn't look pretty. A, a hot dog that was boiled instead of put on the barbecue. Like, boiled oh, hot water oh, instead of. You're right. You know what I mean? A little bit bigger towards the bottom, like narrower. I'm observant the top. as hell. That was accurate <laughs> as hell. That was actually spot on. <laughs> it's either that or it looks like a like a toe thumb. <laughs> uh, but 
fuck the Clippers. Don't worry about it. If, as long as you know, you're not a fan of the Clippers, like you have nothing to worry about. You still have the Raptors. You still have Jurassic Park. You still have Kyle Lowry. That's all that matters. So yeah. get over it. It's okay. Yeah. First two games. Um, but this is a great segue into our next segment. Um, but first two games, nothing to worry about. But what a year we've had in 2020. Uh, so Noor and I want to do a little end of year wrap up because this is the last pod before the new year. Apparently the new year is like four days away, whatever. What? <laughs> so we want to do a little end of year wrap up, go through the best and worst of 2020 um, with the Raptors and the NBA with you all. Um, we thought long and hard about this list. Um, so we That's hope you enjoy said. it. <laughs> Noor! This is a family-friendly pod sometimes. Close your kids' ears. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just have them over their head the whole time. Okay. So we're going to start with funniest moment, Sidra. What's your funniest moment yeah. of 2020? <laughs> Well, the funniest moment literally happened two hours ago, uh, and that was, <laughs> I was just scrolling through Twitter, and all of a sudden, I just see people saying, like, Clippers, what are you doing? Like, Clippers, is this real? Like, and I was like, what are they talking about? So I go to see the, sto- uh, like, the score at half, and they're down, and then the game ends, and they're down by 51, and I'm just like, this can't be real. This is not real life. Like, how are the Clippers down to the Mavs 50-something points? Um, but that was the funniest moment for me because Kawhi, like, <laughs> you left me for her? Like, good luck with that. <laughs> I don't care. Peace, buddy. Enjoy yeah. your new life with your new friends and your new boo. I don't care. Watch me glow up on Instagram with my bikini shots. And with my first two losses of the season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> whatever i like Debo better anyway that's my favorite ex <laughs> anyway oh right <laughs> he didn't want to leave you know <laughs> i know he wanted me forever no. i said no <laughs> anyway my favorite moment my funniest moment i um suck with memory and which sucks because i want to be a lawyer so what the fuck am i trying to be a lawyer but i, I thought about it, i'm like i don't know what my fave my mama but the funniest moments are so i have to go and search um just to see what happened this whole year and i want to give a huge thanks to vivek because he put a really nice article together for complex that really narrowed down um top 10 moments the funniest moments that happened this season and each one of them i was like oh my god i forgot this happened and i forgot that happened I and just that Dude, it's so good. I actually took three of them and I'll show you the ones that I have. So my first fave funniest moment is Nick Nurse finally winning his challenge. Oh, Remember, he funny. never, he calls his challenges constantly, never wins one, never, has never won one. And then finally he wins it and he gets hugs from everyone on the, on the bench. Like everyone's congratulating him. He's so happy. He's like, he's happier that he won the challenge than he won the actual game. I can't like, believe was, that happened this year. That happened this year. That happened this year. What the hell is this? Is this is a long year, ass man. year. This year makes me feel like I'm 65 years old. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Um, yeah. The other one, I don't know if you remember, but I just, I actually had the video in my head, but I couldn't remember when it happened. Um, do you remember when Ibaka switched in music to Ronde against the Pacers? Ibaka really goes after his teammates. I do not remember that. 
I, I forget what was the play, but I just remember Ronde got a kick to the face. By oh, oh my God. Okay, okay. A yes, yes, kick yes. I do to the face. This. And he right fell. And we were all like, is he all right? Is he okay? And then he ended up being okay, obviously. But Ibaka has a, he's, he just injured Kawhi two days ago. And uh, he, oh my God, that was bad. Yeah, that was really bad. That was like an elbow out, right? a face, right? Yeah, he got like stitches and stuff for it too, apparently. Yeah, it was bad. There was like blood everywhere. Quiet, like, I know. I hope you feel That's better. what, because Serge was like, it. you fucking wanted me to come to Clippers. This is what you brought me to. Fuck you, Kawhi. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, I never want like bad upon an athlete. You know what I mean? Um, no, especially not no. Kawhi. Like, I'd love Kawhi deep down inside. Um, deep, deep down inside. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? One of my funniest bring it moments. Out. Yeah, one of my funniest moments, or I guess like it also goes to one of my worst moments is um, I'm gonna talk about Twitter for a second. I think I went through like five profiles in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept getting suspended because Twitter just kept finding out that I had an account, and they're like, "No, we we banned you. Get the hell out of here." Didn't so, this all start with Lou Will, though? Do you think it's Lou Will who's no, after? No, it started with Sean Livingston in Game oh, Six oh, of Sean the Finals right. of the NBA Finals. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he when he gave uh, Fred VanVleet that uh, that like a few stitches under his eye. Oh yeah, when he yeah. was laying on the ground. Yeah, and just oh. bleeding. Um, but. So, I this think one has should, been good, knock on wood. I haven't gotten suspended yet, so. I think just to be safe, you should patent, like, Kashmiri Chai 420, 69, 2021. <laughs> like, just to be sure, so we know it's One, two. two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> Claim them all. They're all yours. Literally. Okay. Do you have a best play from the year? Oh, well, best play, I hope that's obvious to everyone. Um, but game three of the Eastern Conference semifinals, uh, we were down, uh, 0-2 and and we're tied, I think 101, uh, 1-1 all with 0.5 seconds left in the game. Somehow Kemba Walker passed it to, uh, Tice and got a basket with 0.5 seconds left. 0.5 seconds left. And I literally remember my heart leaving my body at that moment. I'm like, this is it. The Raptors went from defending champions and now they're going to lose in game game three. And the the Celtics are going to sweep us the next game. There's no way we're coming back from that. I genuinely lost all hope in that moment. And I was like, yeah, I mean, like, it's possible, but there's no way. Like, the probability is, like, crazy. And then they there's a timeout. They bring in Taco Fall, and Kyle Lowry <laughs> had to inbound over Taco Fall, who was seven foot, like five inches or something. And Kyle Lowry, Kyle had, Lowry is four five. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but somehow Kyle Lowry had the most. I know everybody calls it the OG shot, but Kyle Lowry had the, the pass. Beautiful pass across the court to OG at the three to the point where OG didn't even have to move his feet. He, he just had his hands out, and the ball went directly to his hands. That is why he's considered one of the best point guards, uh, and that's why Raptors fans love him so much. He didn't have to move. And he just got the ball, and he shot it. Shot the three. We won uh, with 0.52 seconds left on the clock, and he walked off the court. No smile, 
everybody was like piling on top of him, jumping on top of him. Kyle like literally was hanging off of OG at one point. <laughs> and he was just like calm, cool, collected. And he's like, Yeah, no big deal. Like I don't I, shoot trying to miss. I, I, I don't shoot trying to miss. <laughs> like I, I wasn't ex- I, I expected that to go in. And I was just like, all right. <laughs> and I just remember screaming at the top of my lungs when that happened. But then I was like, what about Emma? And I, I'm sure everybody knows <laughs> Emma on Twitter. And I was like, Emma, I just started tweeting like frantically. Emma, are you okay? Are you alive, are you alive? Emma? <laughs> like, are you okay? I mean, she's in New Zealand. I don't know what time it is over there, but I just knew she was probably a wreck. Uh, but yeah, Nord, like what was your best way? Did anything come <laughs> that moment for you? A hundred thousand percent not. And I think yeah. like the way that you said it too was perfect because yes, it is the OG shot. OG made it. It was perfect. The way that he handled himself afterwards too, like his composure, he was just chef's kiss all around. But it was all Kyle's pass. Yeah. Like he at his three foot one inches threw that pass <laughs> over Taco Fall's 20 foot tall body. And it landed right, like you said, beautifully in in uh, OG's arms. It was the perfect catch and release. Didn't have to do anything. Had no movements whatsoever. And the fact that uh, Kyle got that, that perfectly with 0.5 seconds left, enough to get the shot off. Um, I would actually, I would build Kyle's statue with my tongue. Like if that's what it came <laughs> what down to. If I don't have any limbs left, I offer my tongue. Guys, I'm just as scared as you are hearing that. <laughs> basically um, there's a lesson Twitter for after dark. yeah right <laughs> Twitter after guard basically there's a lesson for the Celtics and that is to never celebrate too early because when um they were up to at 0.5 they're like oh, we got it so don't ever celebrate yeah. too early we all s- saw you celebrating a little too early and the Celtics me, knew yeah. until like game 7 they were like we're not gonna like after that that shot they're like fuck yeah we should not have left them win like oh, now yeah. then they were like they have to they, work they, their ass off exactly for the next few games so <laughs> sucks for them and have played harder d for 0.5 seconds and you wouldn't have to worry about it but you did it <laughs> but you did it and i think my other best it's not a best play but any play last year that had um a bruchet dunk made my my highlight reel in my head he has his dunks are just freaking crazy dude like he's like a toothpick and he just he gets them the perfect way he still has the perfect slam and his his highlight reel is amazing which also brings us to our worst place sidra (sighs) okay i feel like my worst play and my worst game which is what we're going to talk about next kind of go hand (laughs) in hand um so I, I might talk about my worst play and worst game together. And that, of course, um, as we all know, and we all probably have the same one, is game seven of the Eastern Conference semifinals. <laughs> um, that was the game that hurt me the most. <laughs> uh, it was a winner go home for both teams, of course. Um, and we did just that. We went home. <laughs> we went home. <laughs> we went home right after that performance. Marcus Smart, shit. yeah, Marcus Smart was on, on something. Point. Pascal Siakam, you you guys know, like he was having a, a really tough playoff series, um, and our three point percentages were like horrendous, absolutely horrendous. It was pretty close 
I feel like all freaking game. And then the last minute, that last minute will haunt me like for the rest of my life, probably throughout the season as well. But the last minute, Norm fouls and it's like 87, 90. And Fred decides to just, just, you know, I just, he just feels like dribbling today. <laughs> Fred decides if we're down three, I'm just going to dribble PTSD. more. And that's how, <laughs> that's how you get three more points. So he, of <laughs> course, just uh, dribbled a little too much. And then he shoots a Hail Mary above Williams at the three, air ball. And Kemba Walker grabs it. And that's how our season ends. An air ball at the three when we have like three seconds left in the possession. We're the defending Uh, champions. That's how our season ended? Dude, our season ended like that? You can put me in a mental ward. You can call a therapist. (laughs) You can bring me to a mental asylum yourself. I don't care, but I really genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, I will put this in my will. I honestly believe <laughs> that if Ka- we had Kyle, if he oh, didn't yeah. foul out for that last minute, that could have still been our game. Yeah, no, I he would have found a way. He, he would have out that like, game. You, yeah, that's 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 what it took for them to win. If he hadn't been fouled out, there's no way he would have let Fred hold onto that ball for more yeah. than one second. I mean, like Fred gets some fucking my ball. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you, don't, you don't get dribbling I think, privileges. I think all of. Uh, like the Raptors fan base and probably even Fred himself agrees with you in that situation. Um, of course, it's like a lapse in judgment. He shouldn't have been dribbling that long, but he did. I mean, it's over. Um, we move on. He got, uh, he got paid a lot. Yeah. A lot of money, which I mean, I love Fred. So good for him. He deserves it. It's just mm-hmm. that. One last minute of game seven will haunt me. So that is the worst play I've ever seen and the worst game all in one for me. (laughs) Honestly, same. And you know why? It's because it's the Celtics. I think that makes it worse. Maybe for me. I don't know about you, but for me, for sure, it makes it worse. Oh, yeah. Um, Which that way, I guess we can also bring it to our – our next question, which is also a Twitter question nowadays, who do you hate more, Clippers or Celtics? Um, I'll start with you, Nora. Why don't you take this one first? Because <laughs> okay. I want to see your answer. <laughs> Are you going to copy me? No, because I have my answer. No, I know who. Yeah, I know who you who you go mm-hmm. for. I think this is the only time that don't don't agree on the same thing because we're always fucking like chickens. I'm like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um. For me, I think the Clippers are funny. Like, they're super fun to laugh at. They're, they're, um, the shit that they go through, the games they can't win, the product they can't produce, Paul George as a human being, Patrick Beverly, um, Lou Will going to strip clubs, just all that dynamic all around is just yeah. so funny to me. And for them, it's just so much fun to laugh at them too because they have like three fans. No one can say anything to you. Yeah. You say one thing, it's like like no one's going to come say anything because everyone just hates the Clippers. It's just yeah. fun to make fun of them. But I think Celtics, the fan base, I personally um, created a lot of beef um, in the when we were playing against them in the playoffs. Yeah. I, uh, I was calling out them out a lot, and I, uh, I really thought we were going to win, and I need to relax on my trash talking, but also I, I don't think I should. Um, don't ever relax on your trash talking. Yeah, I had to go on private for a little bit, though. That's how bad it got. 
<laughs> but uh, but I I think genuinely like I think just because of the rivalry, because of the Marcus Smart, Brad Stevens. I really love Jalen Brown. I wish Jalen Brown wasn't on that team. Yeah. But anyone else, um, they just they just make it so easy to hate them. Like the fan base is so easy to hate. The city yeah. is so easy to hate. The colors are so easy to hate. Sorry. Um, Boston's <laughs> just so easy to hate. Like, fuck Boston. Um, so just screw Boston altogether. I don't like Clippers either, but I respect the fact that they have Ibaka and Kawhi. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I I understand where you're coming from when it comes to the Celtics. Like, I grew up being a Pistons fan, and obviously I hate the Celtics <laughs> being a Pistons fan. Um, so I have double the hatred for the Celtics, but I also have, like, short-term memory loss – or long-term <laughs> memory loss, is that a thing? Where I don't remember that. But I do remember the annoying personality of Patrick Beverly – and just your face if anyone could see Sidra's face right now I'm pissed she's disgusted I'm pissed I'm pissed and like I just I just I just can't stand them it's there's something about somebody like your own city doesn't even rate you so how do you want me to rate you LA doesn't rate you. Like somebody from the GTA Saga City, what's up? I'm not gonna rate you ever. Saga City, what's up? <laughs> 905 gang gang gang. <laughs> kind of put the whole thing in there. <laughs> Had to put the whole thing. Um, but like that's you, what literally, she said. your city doesn't rate you. Why would I? It's that simple. Like I, I can't respect <laughs> you. Like at least every other sports team, like whether it's Boston, whether it's even freaking Milwaukee, their fan base actually likes them. The, the yeah. basketball the fans in that city like them. The Clippers, you don't get love in your own home. You're not going to get all love, love out of it. And they all have more than three fans. No, definitely not. And, and don't forget the fact that they act like when they got Kawhi, they won everything. What do you have to show for it? That video of Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly when Kawhi signed in the summer, um, and they were at like a Las Vegas like casino, I think. And I don't probably. Well, they were just being so annoying and cocky, and I'm just like, oh, I can't wait to see you guys lose. And then it happened. <laughs> <So> whatever. <laughs> whatever. They went out second round. I so mean, my, yeah, that. my most hated team is the Clippers right now. Ask me, like, two years ago, I would have said the Celtics. It's okay. Don't worry. Yeah. Give it two more months. Celtics won't even be uh, – sorry, the Clippers won't even be relevant. You're yeah. going to be worried about the Celtics again. Literally. But we um, did forget. Um, so we did the worst game. But we forgot the best game. Oh, I forgot the best game. Yeah, we forgot the best game. Oh my! <laughs> and we have to acknowledge the best game because that was a good game. I think we both have the the, the both uh, good games. Yeah, the both best games. Sorry, you go first. Um, so for me, best game, and I hope a lot of you agree, is Game Six: Raptors versus Celtics. It was amazing. Oh, baby. Um, Kyle Lowry, incredible um we it was like what like double overtime and we were we had one minute left in overtime and we were down by two larry to og again and and og hits the three then norm steals and gets the n1 and then marcus smart misses the three at the other end <laughs> it was just so good it was just so good for the, it was, for the orgasmic finish it was just incredible it didn't and to top it all off it was marcus smart missing the three at the exactly. other end that was the cherry on top is like enjoy your game seven bro like you, you thought it was just gonna be a walk in the park you thought <laughs> wrong so yeah 
double overtime game six was incredible. Yeah, a hundred percent. The fact that it was Kyle Lowry's game was freaking yeah. everything. He took that. He made that team. He let them. The fact that he beat the Celtics, honestly, that to me, like I know we lost, but the fact that we had that game made it worth it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I don't care that we lost seven. Oh, of course I do care. It keeps me up at night. But like I. I don't care that we lost in game seven as long as we had that huge game six. And like I said, yeah. like Lowry, I will paint you with my tongue. I will ignore <laughs> my feet. What are you saying? That statue. <laughs> Send me your dimensions, please. You. <laughs> I'm dead. She said, you are- send me your dimensions. This is the nerdiest dirty talk I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Send me your dimensions. <laughs> it's not dirty talk. He's a married man with kids. Don't oh, get yeah. me fired. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, Marie, if you're listening. Oh, she's um, going to be pissed. <laughs> sorry. Okay, so our next recap is going to be the best player of 2020. Um, so who is your best player of 2020, Noor? Did you not hear the whole conversation? That we so just Kyle Lowry. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Lowry. That's a pretty standard answer. I like yeah. that answer, though. He deserves it. He deserves it. Best player. Best everything. Give him his roses. Give him everything. Give him the country. Give him the world. I just, I want Kyle Lowry to be happier than me. I, I put his happiness above my own. <laughs> oh my that's, God, that's how so I feel. selfless of you. I'm so kind. <laughs> I love you. I'm going to go a little different route. Don't get me wrong to anybody that's listening. I love Kyle Lowry, but I am going to get serious for a little moment and I'm going to give it to Carl Anthony Towns. Um, Yeah. So he probably like what he said, he had one of the worst years of his life uh, and he lost a lot of family members from COVID-19. And most importantly, he lost his mother, Jacqueline Cruz. Um, at the age of 59. Um, So he also released an interview this year, which was called The Toughest Year of My Life. And it was a really raw and like genuine interview about the experience. And I think it really let a lot of people see how affected families are being from or or how affected families are from COVID-19 and the global pandemic. and he was just so real and raw with his emotions. And I, I'm of the belief that, like, people don't have the right to, right to like, see you at your most vulnerable. But he just shared that with us. And that yeah. was just, like, epic. And it was, like, so moving. Um, and he just had a really tough year. And he still, like, persevered through it. And, of course, we all know he's hurting. Um, but he was recently also quoted saying that that Carl died on April 13th and he's never coming back. I don't know that man. I don't remember that man. You're talking to the physical me, but my soul has been killed off a long time ago. Oh my God. Like that is just the most <laughs> gut wrenching thing to Damn, ever he hear. Got, I think he's also injured now, now too. Yeah, he was he injured. I think he's coming back. Night. Yeah. I think he'll come back in a few games. Apparently it's not too oh, bad, but. Good. Um, it's just, I think a lot of the times we forget that we're just in this time where so many people around the world are going through pain. And even like this rich athlete who has a beautiful girlfriend and beautiful life, like is at the top of his game, like is going through something and is 
very much a human and is very much in pain and needs all the support and happiness in the world. So I'm going to give it to Kat because he's just had, and I guess unforgettable is like a word I can use a year that he'll probably never forget. And a, a year that's changed him and a year that he's really gone through a lot of pain. Um, so I hope 2021 brings him a lot of healing and happiness and cat if you're listening which obviously you're not but we love you and we just hope you have an incredible support system with you and yeah thank you for sharing your story with us because we don't deserve to hear it but you shared it anyways so thank you to you that was a that was a really good one Sidra I I think it's also really important to remember that like in the same league when we're looking at players like James Harden who are going to strip clubs and partying or other people who are just clubbing it up in the league. Um, yeah, there's players who do that, but then you also have players like Carl Anthony Towns who are, who's really going through tragic, traumatic loss in his life because of this pandemic. And you see the two sides, um, you know, while at the NBA, you see the two sides in front of us and it's kind of like, it just it's it hurts me to see that Carl has to, you know, put up with other players who may not respect the pandemic as as much as you know he would because of what he's gone through. Yeah. So I think even just putting Harden beside that and everything, it's 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 heartbreaking, and I don't understand where he got the uh, the strength and the and just the power to be able to do what he's doing and still play yeah. NBA and go forward. But all the kudos to him, all power to him. Yeah, been phenomenal. and I think the NBA is like kind of perfect, like example of what we're kind of seeing in real <clears throat> in real life too, where there's people that are experiencing like traumatic loss, and then there's like huge like people with power that are like renting private islands for birthdays. Yeah, and it's just like the the like income disparity, the wealth gap, like everything you can think of, the privilege in all of this. It's a privilege thing. It's always wild. You're so right. It's always a privilege thing. Yeah. Um, but then there's somebody like Kat who is like very privileged because he has money. He had a like a, a great family. He had a yeah. great support system, and somehow it still got to him. So it just shows you yeah. like that even the most privileged aren't vulnerable. Like are still vulnerable. They just, I guess, have more access to healthcare and safety. I don't know. Yeah. I just and even when they yeah. get sick, they're not privileged, right? Like yeah. they're at that point, it's it's affecting yeah. them. This is this is their life now, and and like you said, they have all the money in the world. Even unfortunately, even that couldn't, you know, save his mother. Unfortunately, and and that's the story of the life for everyone around the world, around the globe yeah. right now, who's dealing with this pandemic. Um, it's crazy. I I wish him. I, I really don't understand how he's doing what he's doing. Because I think his, his father was affected by it too, right? They were both in the hospital at the same time. Yeah. His mom and his dad. And his father thankfully got better. So. He's, he got better. Yeah. He got out and then his mom yeah. passed. But it's um, kudos to him. I honestly wish the best for him. I hope he wins MVP and the Timberwolves win the championship this year. Like yeah. they deserve it just based off of everything they've gone through. Yeah. Um, but That's I a think- superhero for being able to deal with that. It kind of reminded me of um, Isaiah Thomas. And after he lost Mm -hmm. his sister, he still played in the playoffs. And it was just like, this is, I get, I get it. I get that this is your life. And I get like the basketball is your life and basketball is your career. But the 
strength you have to like people don't realize the strength you have to have to play a game or to go to work take basketball out of it to go to work after you've lost yeah, yeah after you've lost your mom or your sister like I just I can't even begin to ha- wrap my head around if I had to deal with a loss like that how I'd react and then be expected to perform at the highest level in front of millions and millions of people so props to them because I think sometimes we forget to humanize these athletes um and there's just they're just like us they go through sadness and happiness just like us so props to Kat props to Isaiah Thomas 100% and while we're on the topic of amazing um models for the NBA and people that we should always be looking up to and supporting and making sure that they're okay. Um, there's also not so great players in the league. Yeah. So who would be your worst player, Sidra? Um, well, he who shall not be named, <laughs> and I'm not talking about Lord Voldemort. I am talking about somebody worse than him. Yes, somebody redacted. worse. Yeah, redacted. I'm going to give it to Terrence Davis, and I know Legal field, blah, 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 allegedly, allegedly, yada, yada, yada. Uh-uh. Um, to be in a situation like that, uh, I don't and can't have the ability to enjoy watching you play or even um, stand it. So I'm going to give it to Terrence Davis. I don't think I really need to explain more about the situation. There's enough people in... Uh, everybody's mentions trying to say, well, I mean, um, wait till all of the... Um, Everyone becomes a lawsuit, and they all of a sudden, like, oh, they got it's this. Not this even law, that. It's not even that. Yeah, it's like, first of all, the, did you forget the entire summer? Like, there's a reason that all, all of a sudden, like, in the entire, during the summer, we don't trust police officers, and there was this whole understanding of how police officers have too much power and um, that all of them shouldn't be trusted all the time. And all of a sudden it's like, well, you have to wait for the police and you have to wait for the police to find all this evidence. Do you trust the police or not? Make up your mind. Like, <laughs> which is it? Mind. Which is it? You can't pick and choose when you support the police and when you support them finding evidence or whatever the situation is. Um, and no matter what, like it's so much more different when you've been charged and you've been charged on different accounts. Yeah. And there's a kid present. Yeah, it's just the story of the, she's the been kid. to the hospital, like, and she's holding it, the kid, and it's just uh, he doesn't really deserve any of the pod's time. So we already gave you no. two minutes. You don't deserve any more of it. Um, hopefully, we don't see you past March 25th. Until we then, don't care where you go. Until just, then, you're redacted, um, just like all of Raptors Twitter has been calling you. So we're going to keep calling you that. Yeah, and he's taking up too much time and space in my mind. So let's just move on with this one. Yeah. Um, best moment. <laughs> What's your best moment of this season? Uh, I mean, season, you mean season. besides the Clippers' 51-point loss? <laughs> um, I don't know if I have a best Best moment's a little hard for me. Okay, I'll, I'll go first then. Okay. I think for me, scarves. They just, was that this year? That was this year. Dude, no, it was, was this it was That was this year? That was this year. When the scarves were getting longer and longer? Yeah. 
That was that was us. Remember the podcast? We did a scars one too. That was legit this year, and we we formed this year. This was like in Feb something, Feb or March. No, wild. Feb. Pretty sure it was Feb. It's wild to me that that was this year. That I'm never gonna. Oh my gosh! I literally this don't year have feels like a decade. Yeah, no, this I know. Year has been ridiculous. This year um, was like. I guess years. that was a really fun moment. Um, that was really fun. It was hilarious. It was cute. It was surges. They're just such a likable team. I know. Well, we're well. They still are because the rookies are so likable, and we're also like really thirsty for them. So legit, like whatever they do, we're just like as Noor clearly indicated by asking Larry to send the dimensions. I'll be waiting, like honestly. Hit the dishes and dimes Gmail account if you want to be more professional about it, Kyle. I guess. Get it? It's my number. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think um, that was, a, uh, that was a, a really good moment. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have a, a... Is that a bad thing to say, that I don't really have a best moment? I feel like the um, the OG shot was kind of the best moment. If we're talking about basketball, it's it oh, yeah, kind for of the sure. OG shot. That was incredible. Because it was just such... It, on it, yeah, the game was great, and um, we... We didn't have an opportunity to get swept. Um, OG deserved to have that moment. He gave us some great content. And then Twitter took it and just turned it into even greater content. Like, that entire night on Twitter was just hilarious. So It was the best. Yeah. No, I I'm get it. I'm going to give a best moment kind of randomly to the organization and the fundraising people did this year oh, for COVID-19. Yes. Yeah. So we raised over $10,700. I still have to give to two more charities that I'm going to give this week. Um, but yeah, like Raptors Twitter literally raised over 10 grand for food banks across the GTA. Like I can't even begin Ten grand, to imagine. Dude. I, dude, when I was starting, I was like, if I get 2K, and I can give like five hundred dollars to each uh, charity or food bank. Sorry, I will be happy. And yeah. then it went. It just kept going. Like I think that night we raised over like five thousand dollars. And I was like, Yeah, I remember. I was like, I had my plan like laid out and everything. I'm gonna donate this Girl, time like, we'll and this time that. and this time. And then I was like, I was trying to like navigate exams at the same time. And then I was like, okay, well I can dedicate this time to donating and this time to donating. Then it'll be done. It's only four food banks. Um, We only need to donate uh, like $500 worth of supplies to each one. And then it turns out I'm giving over $2,000 to eat to not four food banks. We added a food bank. Oh my God. And it just like blew up bigger than ever. So like, I understand that this year was shitty and there was not a lot of good moments in this year, but Raptors Twitter and like, of course my friends and family that I advertised to, but Raptors Twitter really just trusted a random person on the internet with their personal email and trusted them to donate money to what they said they would. And it's just like, I am literally speechless. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me that people like just trusted someone and just said, okay, like you said, you're going to do this and I trust you. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like I cannot let people down. I have to be as transparent as possible. Like I just want to answer every question somebody has. 
that was honestly a really good moment. It's not done yet because we still have two more food banks to uh, donate to, but I am going to do it this week. Um, My friend and I were like, you, wait, till, uh, wait till Sidra collects like 5K, then her account's no longer on Twitter. <laughs> she Dude, remember that day my account <laughs> got suspended for like a yeah. few hours? My heart stopped. Okay, I was like, oh my god, I have over 10k of people's money and my account's gone and everybody's gonna think <laughs> I'm like this fraud and I'm, I'm like, yeah. I'm connected to Dishes and Dimes, nobody's gonna trust them anymore. We're gonna get harassed. Yeah, I have like, people like, like, people in like the legal world follow me on Twitter, I, like I've sent them my resume, they're not, they're gonna know where I am, they're gonna know who I am and they're gonna be like, this girl stole 10k, she's not getting a job anywhere. <laughs> and then we have proof it was just like people were and like everybody was positive there was one person who was like just be careful to her friends that were like donating saying like be careful like make sure you trust this person and I was just like I wanted to make sure that everybody trusted me and it just yeah. looked so sketchy that I was just gone but it was you guys let me tell you what happened it was in the middle of the night so as you know I've gone through my fair share of accounts so I'm now using my mom's <laughs> number to verify. So it asked me to verify at like 2 a.m. in the morning. My mom's upstairs sleeping. I'm not going to go upstairs, take her phone, and then like get the code that it sends, that Twitter sends to it. And then I was just like, okay, whatever. I'll do it in the morning. In the morning, I'm suspended. And I was like, I woke up to a panic. Like uh, Mo, like at VTech Pappy messaged me on Instagram. He's like, yo, are you alive? Like, are you good? And I was like, what happened? <laughs> but thankfully that was all fixed and people still trusted me and the donations are still she happening she leaves so. and comes back with like a gucci purse yeah some nike air maxes <laughs> vacation to jamaica uh, <laughs> you glowed up but i would honestly, i would never <laughs> i think the fact that like it was i don't like i think if it was anyone we would have trusted anyone but just the fact that it was you um you just, you're a good person, and we understand oh that you have good intention. I know, it's going to be fucking sappy as well, but, like, Lord, just, we just do you want to, like, kiss? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Wait till after the pod. We'll get really close. <laughs> um but we just we just knew that you would do the best job and honestly the fact that she took this initiative on her own by herself doing goddamn exams of law school yeah. in her final year like it's she did amazing she has such good karma coming for her and i mean um, it's just to do i don't want to give like credit to myself i want to give credit to like People trusted a stranger organized with their money. It, that's a Sidra. huge thing, like, that's You organized it. That's huge. You have to yeah. take the time to yourself. All we did is send you money. That's it. Yeah. But also, shout out money. to Jerome, who, like, made the poster because he legitimized the um, entire, like, fundraiser. So shout out to Jerome. We all love Always him shout here. out to Jerome. Yeah, Constantly seriously. shout out to Jerome. But yeah, that was my best moment. So what was your worst moment? And this one's a tough one, I think, for everyone. So yeah, I think unanimously, probably yeah. it's it's gonna have to be um, Kobe and Gianna's death. Yeah. Um, I I can't remember. I think that was this was when the Raptors were playing Spurs, right? I don't even remember when Kobe, like what month he died. January. Oh um, my gosh, that was early. It's yeah, almost like I, one year since he died. Mm-hmm. I, it was like the 20s of January, I think. I'm pretty sure. I'll double check that. Um, January 26th. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that was when, I think that was the day of the Raptors and Spurs game. I should know this. I should be doing my research. Oh, 
Sorry yeah, about Blake Murphy. It was, like, kind of crazy. I still remember. It was a Sunday. I remember that specifically because I had, like, readings to do the next day. But I was on my floor of the, my living room in my apartment in Michigan because COVID hadn't hit. So I was still in Michigan then. Mm-hmm. And I was literally, I had basketball playing in the background, but I was just laying down on the floor. And I was just like, what just happened? Like, I didn't have any reaction to it. I was just like, that can't be real. That can't be real. Yeah. There's no way. Because there's just some people that you think of as invincible. Yeah. Immortal. And for some reason, yeah. If for for some reason, it was like he was one of them. And then uh, the Gianna news was... Oh, that I think hurt most. Um, yeah. Just because, like, she was just such... So, like, she was a kid, man. She looked up to her dad so much, and it's just, yeah, it was just very sad. It was a very sad, I had a sports law class that week, and um, everybody was just kind of silent in that class, and people were just like, there's no way to rationalize it. And there, like, I don't have words, because, yeah, absolutely. It was just, yeah. It was just I hard. don't think I've ever, uh, I've, I've always heard people say, you know, celebrities affect my life this way and that way. And I never, never, ever understood it because I was just like, I never, I, it, they don't impact my life that way where they would affect my emotions or anything like that um, until Colby passed. And yeah. I was like, this is someone I've never met. I just, I barely watched him play basketball. Like I wasn't yeah. a Lakers fan. I was nothing. And when I started watching basketball, he was just about to retire in the next couple of years. Um, but just knowing what his impact was, just knowing who he was as a person and hearing that news, I was just like, this has to be fake. Like this is made up by TMZ or something. And um, you just, you, it was just so hard to believe, but it really shook everyone. Like, I think the world just kind of stood still for a second. Yeah. We were all kind of like, what, what is this? This can't be real. This is what, this is what happened. Um, but that easily was the worst moment in the basketball world of that year. And it's crazy that we're reaching the for the one year anniversary um within pretty much a month away from now right yeah and uh it's going to be nice to see how the nba um decides to commemorate and remember colby um in a month and it's going to be emotional and sad and everything but um yeah i just it's it's still surreal it's still so surreal i'll still see pictures and i'll still see videos of course because there's always videos of kobe going everywhere and it's just like he was just here and yeah no he's not it's just wild it's just regardless because i i know that there's a lot of opinions on kobe specifically um but the just the the death itself was just like regardless of how you felt at that moment, because I always had, like, very conflicting feelings about right. Kobe. When the death happened, it's just, like, I didn't feel. I was just, like, shocked. So it's like... I think the fact that he died with his daughter, too, made it a lot more... Yeah. Just tragic and just touching. Like, you didn't have time to think about anything else. It was just sadness, right? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's... Yeah, it was one of the worst moments for sure of the whole year and 2020 has been crazy ass dumb ass year so yeah. you really have to find a way to make that worse in a different way yeah but I guess just to make the conversation lighter who would be your mvp of the year i mean for obvious reasons um like obviously like this is as a standard for every raptors fan i'm gonna say kyle lowry but i'm also <laughs> gonna say um Yanis, 
um, because Yanis Antetokounmpo, like every single person in the NBA, was waiting on and was on edge. This it, like uh, during the off season to see if he was going to sign with the with the Bucks again to see if he signed the supermax, and. Honestly, he's really the only reason anyone in the NBA, when it comes to stats and wins and whatever, that like the Bucks even have any attention. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna name him MVP of the year for that reason because the world stopped to see what he was gonna do. The Raptors Twitter was a giant mess <laughs> for weeks before he signed. For yep. the day he signed, uh, the tweets that came out were excellent, but he was MVP. Stop simping, Sidra. He's not coming anymore. He's not coming, but he's, <laughs> he's still young. He's still like, I can't not love the... the, the no, the, I know. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm like, I want to fire the Giannis pack so badly. I yeah. want to make fun of him so badly. I want to make fun of his free throws so badly. Yeah, but, but I just can't. I can't. I look at his face and I'm like, oh, I fucking love you. Like, yeah. I just love you so much. I mean, he decided to remain loyal to Milwaukee with, like, their three-building skyline. So that's what she chose. That's what she <laughs> Harley chose. Davidson. Um, but loyalty doesn't get you anywhere, Giannis. And you can just ask Tamar DeRozan about that. So <laughs> whatever. Imagine he gets traded. I would, I would pass away. I would actually die. But I think... Uh, I don't I think, think he could. I wonder if he would. I, I I wonder. I don't think Milwaukee would, but I mean, like, if if it worked for someone like KD or Kawhi yeah. or something like that, I don't know. But um, yeah, Milwaukee, Giannis is a is he's a good one. But for me, it's yeah, it's gotta be the big booty king. It's gotta be my <laughs> <laughs> my <Thick> dimension. <laughs> <laughs> the thickums. Um, and I think just I can't I don't have to say anything else. It's just it's Kyle Lowry. He's the best. He's MVP. Anytime he's on the court, he's making you better. He's making your team better. He's making your your vision better because you're watching beautiful basketball and you just wanna give him presents and gifts and roses and thank his mom for making sure that he was alive and she gave birth to him. <laughs> taking just care so of him, happy. yeah. Taking care of him. Thank you for like just making sure he's been alive till thirty five years. How old is he? Thirty six? 33? 36 yeah i think 36. Ooh, um, he's reaching 40 um and i guess that leads us well to- then i guess i'm reaching like 40 then too i'm not 36 <laughs> i'm in my 20s but i'm just trying to be dramatic <laughs> nice Sidra, okay well 34 um, sorry he's born in 86 i always get the 86 30, i was gonna say 36 sounds very very 34 old. 34 okay um, um, and what's your inspirational moment? It's been a couple this year. It's been a huge been year a for lot, For sure. Um, a lot of inspirational moments. Um, but I think the one that just leads all of the inspirational moments for me is George Hill um, starting the protest against police brutality um, and uh, the NBA following along. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we had, unfortunately, the murders of George Floyd, Jacob Blake, Breonna Taylor in a very short time span. And it was all over, not just America, not just Canada, not just North America, but all over the world, people were seeing how Black people are treated by the police and by people in general, by the system in America. And of course, all over the world, they don't really get treated fairly. 
but we were seeing it in America. And what George Hill did was he refused to play a playoff game. And essentially it was a labor strike. Like he didn't want to go to work and the Milwaukee Bucks followed. And then after that, the entire NBA followed and he did that. Like he stopped the NBA world. And it's just so important to see what he did. Like, Yes, they're at the top of the world. They're rich. They're famous. They're athletes. But first and foremost, George Hill is still a black man. Um, and that what he saw happened to somebody in his community. And I just, it was just really incredible. And I don't want to say awesome, but it was like inspiring to see the world, the NBA world really just stop mm-hmm. and listen to these athletes and realize that these athletes are part of the community that is being brutally treated by the police. And it was just inspiring to see the power. And like, I just can't imagine how scared he was in that moment to do it, to say, I'm not, I'm not playing a playoff game in the NBA. I'm just stopping. This means more to me. Like basketball is nothing compared to black lives. And he did that. And that has to be like probably one of the most influential NBA seasons like 2020, like most influ- influential NBA or inspiring NBA seasons since I've been alive. I can't say anything before that because I don't know what happened. I know there was protests previously, but like sports yeah. protests previously, but not even like the NBA like went on a strike, but like the NFL, the NFL like uh, like postponed some of their games and th- they wouldn't even they let do. Colin Kaepernick kneel yep. for police brutality. Mm-hmm. so it was just so George Hill did that and yeah like what what the NFL did or whatever you whatever opinion you have the, what the NFL did might be for show or whatever but George Hill forced that to happen yeah absolutely and um, that's that's gotta He's be powerful. obviously my yeah every, I think everyone's inspirational moment like you said it was and it was such a big moment too because right before he walked out they hadn't discussed this with the other team this yeah. was just talked about amongst themselves. This was not talked about with anybody else. This was exactly just a moment happening within the Milwaukee Bucks and George Hill, which is why I guess you got to give the Bucks their roses every now and then. It's not just a cheese yeah. and Harley. No, Davis it was town. amazing. What the Bucks it did was, was amazing. They supported their teammate. They agreed with their yeah. teammate. They understood what he was saying. And then the NBA team slowly started following along. And then the NBA slowly like started falling along so it was, it was pretty and other leagues they had the ripple effect but yeah. it all started with george hill which yeah. was all the power to him kudos to him yeah and this brings us to our last category best quotes sidra okay well i mean obviously okay so i have a few i do so too it's okay we, <laughs> the first one I have is, oh, geez, I don't shoot Trenimus. Like, that was kind of epic. That's always <laughs> going to be something that we associate with OG. Like, when you think of OG, you think of that shot now, and you think of that quote. It's yeah. just, like, when you think about Kawhi, like, one of the most memorable things he ever did was that shot. You know what I mean? And OG did that shot as well. Um, so that was pretty inspiring. Um, Another quote is from one of our uh, Raptors Twitter friends uh, at VTech Pappy, who said, I was talking to him about the Clippers game today, and he said, every, uh, every Clippers low light is a highlight for dishes and dimes, which is the most <laughs> accurate thing, because watching the Clippers suffer brings joy to my 
cold, <laughs> cold heart. So shout out to VTech Pappy. That's going to be my best quote for 2020. Um, but also Meta World Peace today. Meta World Peace today um, tweeted something, and I thought it was hilarious. And it was about the 51 uh, game or 51 point uh, loss that the Clippers had. And he said, I remember being down 40 in the league. Ugh. Sometimes <laughs> it'd be like that. This is a perfect day to buy a Bugatti and call it a day. Huh? That's how you, you know how like, okay, so when Zane left One Direction, <laughs> oh I God, went on a shopping spree, but I probably spent less than like 60 bucks, okay? And most of that was food. <laughs> <laughs> if Metal you're World not Peace, buying a Bugatti, you're yeah, doing it wrong. Right? Like, Metal World Peace loses, has a bad work day, and buys a Bugatti. So that was just, I was just like, hell yeah, like that's some baller shit. So, dude, celebrities, they're just like us. <laughs> they're just they like us. They have bad days too. They just get cars out of it. <laughs> no problem. Um, yeah, I think mine 100% has to be OG too. OG is just such a, he actually, I have two from OG that I don't shoot trying to miss. And then earlier, I think this week, um, he was asked what he was going to do with his, uh, how, he was asked who pays for dinners and stuff when they oh, go out. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. I just eat. I just, I don't, that's not my problem. I don't take care of the bill. I just eat and I leave. Someone else takes care of it. I guess I'll chip in now. I'll, I'll do my part, I guess. But like, that's not my problem. That's someone else's problem. I don't must take care be of it. nice to be rich. You know, imagine they're like, yeah, like, they're like, so what do you eat? And he's like, oh, like I got a couple ops. Um, I'll have like the entree and like a couple drinks. I have to think about if I'm getting an app. (laughs) I'm like, is my bank gonna call me? Like, (laughs) ma'am, you're exceeding your limits for today. (laughs) Bank your ballot. Yeah, literally. Um, and then the other quotes that I really like. Do you remember when Fred was on Serge's show and um, when it was the uh, I think I forgot what the what the actual store was, but it was the same store that OG went to when they were doing their videos and stuff together. Mm-hmm. But Fred went to, went to an episode as well. And um, one of the quotes that Fred had for, I, th- I forget what Serge was telling us, Serge was probably making fun of him or something. And Fred goes, my outfit probably costs as much as your socks. Like to, to Serge. And I'm Which like, is that's like so accurate. So true. A hundred percent. And then Serge goes back at him. Fred's like, yeah, coats don't look out good on me. Coats look good on you. And Serge is like, yeah, that's because coats don't look look good on short guys. (gasps) (laughs) If he's a short guy, then what the hell am I? Seriously, we don't want to go there. <laughs> We're I don't want to open short. myself up to that. Yeah, don't open yourself up. Don't do that. Because Fred is pretty short. Fred's like, he's, he's six feet or is he still five? Actually, he has to be out. over six feet. I don't know. I've heard rumors that apparently Kyle is barely six feet. The way I'm barely five two. <laughs> the way you're pretty much four feet. <laughs> 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 Fred Van Vliet height is six. Oh, he's six foot one. Nah, I probably, I think that's probably on platforms. Like, <laughs> like a six or something. But yeah, that looks like that was our recap for the year of 2020. We made it, guys. We're four days away. We're we about to kick this year's it. ass. But wait till 2021 ends up being worse than 2020. Don't, do not, <laughs> do not say that. Don't, don't put, put that out, out in the universe. In the universe. No. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to shut up. I'm sorry. 
Um, but yeah, this has been super fun, super, super fun episode. Um, glad that we got to have a look at what happened this past year. Glad that we, I, I got to host an episode with Sidra. I think that has barely happened this year. Yeah. This is one of 2020's highlights pretty much. Oh my God. Thanks. Same. <laughs> okay. Relax, Sidra. Um, and, uh, and I guess we will see you guys next week. Don't forget, we do have year. our live shows. Yeah, in the new year. Oh, no, we do have our live show on Tuesday. Um, is that in the new year? No. No, that's still in 2020. Yeah. So we will still see you one more time in 2020. And on Tuesday, it'll actually be Sidra and I again. So uh, good luck. Have fun. <laughs> Double trouble again. But Double thank you trouble. guys so much. Um, happy New Year. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Have the best time, um, wear your mask, and um, don't have a New Year's kiss unless you live with that person. Please and thank you. <laughs> Sidra's herpes will tell you. Yeah. My cold sore will, I, I didn't even kiss anyone. <laughs> That's the sad part. <laughs> Just came I from stress. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.